The negotiations on the debt ceiling, default, and the budget are coming down to the final hour, I hope. We're reaching a point now where we're running a very real risk that we're going to go into technical default. Even that is unacceptable. It cannot help our economy. It will hurt businesses and families, and more importantly, it will hurt the reputation of the United States and the value and trustworthiness of the United States dollar. Whatever the political issues that remain, they can't be worth that. We have to see an agreement today, and the House is going to take at least three days to pass this measure into law, and then the Senate takes it up. There's many opportunities there for bad things to occur, so the sooner this is resolved, the better. Technical default? Is there a technical difference between that and an actual default? Let's assume that we had an agreement, and yet it takes us to June 2nd to put it in place. I'm sure there would be a possibility of default covered by a short-term agreement, but we're not even at the stage where we can anticipate that until we have notice from the president and Speaker McCarthy that they've gone beyond this uh, calamity that's facing us. Do you get a sense that Speaker McCarthy will uh, allow anything through the House that could also get through the Senate? I have no idea what's going to be agreed to, and that's been the dilemma from the start. He has such a narrow margin uh, in the House of Representatives. I think it's five, four or five, and it doesn't take much for a handful of members of the House to torpedo the whole effort. 14th Amendment, should the President consider that? The problem with the 14th Amendment is it invites a court contest that can go on indefinitely. Uh, We face a deadline that's very real, and the notion of sending it to courts for appeals and movements to the Supreme Court is a real risk. Do you have any red lines in this? I mean, it's been the House Republicans that are saying setting work requirements for older individuals on SNAP, other things. But for, for you and for Senate Democrats, are there red lines that you won't vote for? Well, of course there are. Uh, but let's be honest about this. This is about a compromise, an agreement between Republicans and Democrats. I have to give a little. They should give a little. That's the nature of an agreement. Senator, what happens if there is actually a default for central Illinois? What does it look like for people living and working here? It'll be hard to measure it immediately, but it will have an impact, unfortunately, in a negative way on families and businesses all across our region. Uh, and more importantly, from my point of view, is it'll be the first time in the history of the United States of America that we will have defaulted on our national debt. Uh, that, to me, is totally avoidable and catastrophic to be uh, if it does occur. So, you know, from my point of view, we're going to see businesses have a tougher time with interest rates going up. We're going to find people with their retirement accounts, 401ks, savings accounts in a diminished capacity. For example, if you're invested in any form in the stock market, God knows what's going to happen there if we have a default. You say first time. There's been a lot of first times recently when it comes to politics and what's gone on between the elected officials and people that are voting. What does that say right now, Senator, about, about what we're... It reflects what's happened to America in just five or six years. Uh, There used to be differences between the parties, clear differences, and they were resolved as they should be, and I've been involved in a lot of that. But the Trump administration brought in a new era of confrontation in politics that we've never seen before. An insurrectionist mob attacks the United States Capitol and tries to stop the counting of the returns from the states. Unthinkable. A man comes in in that insurrectionist mob and waves a Confederate flag in the United States Capitol building, which once served as a Union Army hospital. It's a desecration of the building. Things like this had never happened before. Uh, And there's a mood in this country that is not positive or constructive. It is negative and destructive.
and I'm sorry to say this is part of it. Sandy, your thoughts on Springfield's new mayor? What kind of working relationship do you expect to have with her? Well, I, I, I've met with her yesterday for a lengthy presentation of a project that will be announced in detail later. Uh, and involves a lot of federal funding. Uh, she's off to a good start as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we have a friend, friendly relationship that uh, I hope will grow over the years, uh, and I look forward to making sure the capital city has more opportunity. Any hints on the project you're talking about? No. Or a timeline when we might find out more? I, I'm not in charge of that part. On the Judiciary Committee, is Senator Feinstein up to her tasks to be there with you and should she still be serving? She was in uh, the committee meeting last Thursday, voting and fully participating. Uh, so I, I have to say, yes, she's up to the job. Uh, as far as her long-term prospects, she's not running for re-election, and whether she'll finish her term is a decision for her and her family. There used to be F-16s at this base. They aren't here anymore. Should, should we be sending F-16s or equipping the Ukrainians with those fighter jets? answer in my estimation is yes, definitely yes. We've got to show Vladimir Putin that this is unacceptable to invade a, an innocent country, unprovoked uh, assault on these people in, in Ukraine. The United States is standing with the NATO alliance strong in support of Zelensky and the Ukrainian people. I'm chair of the Ukrainian caucus in the United States Senate, uh, and I think that the decision the F-16 was the right decision. Okay. Senator, um, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the shooting in Uvalde. How satisfied are you with the current measures that Congress has passed, and is there anything more that you'd like to see done? There's a lot more to do. If I'm not mistaken, over 200 rounds were fired inside that school, killing those beautiful little kids and their teachers. To think that anybody has the capacity to take a military weapon like an AR-15 and to turn it loose on a grade school and the kids that are there is an outrage anywhere in the world and certainly in America. We've got to come to our senses. The Second Amendment did not guarantee that these weapons of mass destruction in the hands of people who are perhaps mentally deranged really is acceptable. That is not acceptable conduct. I think what the state of Illinois has done with the assault weapons registration and ban is the right thing to do and should be done on a national basis. Jim asked about Mayor Busher. Have you met with Mayor uh, Brandon Johnson yet? Oh, yeah. I have several meetings with him. Same is true. I've offered uh, anything I can do to help, and uh, we have an ongoing communication through text messages and other conversations. The endorsement of the race initiative? No, it really wasn't. The day after, you know, he wisely felt as I do, the election's over. Now it's time to govern. I want to help um, Misty Busher as well as Brandon Johnson do all they can to make life better for people in Illinois. Okay? Thanks, Senator. Thanks, Thank Senator. you all.